and welcome to the violinist podcast. In today's episode, our guest is great Polish violinist, the winner of the 13th Wieniawski violin competition. First violin of the Karol Szymanowski Quartet, Agata Szymczewska. Hello, Agata. Hi, welcome. Yeah, welcome you. Nice to meet you. It's actually a pleasure for me to meet you and I'm very much looking forward to our conversation. Hopefully we will find out some great solutions, some great topics to to discuss, to speak about. So looking forward very much. Yeah, that's what I actually was thinking to talk about today, about some practical tips and advices for all violinists, basically. Are you also teaching? Yes, I'm a very active uh, teacher. I, I teach at the uh, Chopin uh, University, Music University in uh, Warsaw, also in the uh, secondary talented uh, school for young musicians also in Warsaw. And I'm doing quite a lot of um, different types of master classes, uh, both uh, traveling whenever I'm allowed to travel and of course sitting long hours online in front of my computer, which actually I have to admit it's not a very popular thing. I quite enjoy it. I really enjoy meeting people and talking to young violinists and helping people to solve their problems. And I don't really need somehow to see them every day live. We can do many, many different things uh, online. So actually it's a, no, it's a great opportunity for me also to, to meet people from all around the world, all corners of, of the world, because all you need to have is a little, you know, device, whatever, tablet, uh, phone, uh, smartphone or, or computer and an internet connection. And that's it. And there, there you go. You can, we can all be in a one place and meet and talk and really inspire each other. Yeah, well, if if we talk about uh, the things, then let's let's talk about that. Uh, what I think that even before the, the situation with pandemic, um, musician was not uh, musicians was were not really using all the possibilities of the internet. What do you think about this? Well, my opinion is because mostly we didn't have to. We didn't think of that. And then everybody who was trying was a little bit, you know, put into the a group of some uh, crazy uh, um, ideas that, you know, why, uh, why to have online lessons when you actually can meet and uh, work face to face. Of course, there are so many, so many things which you have no control over when you work uh, online. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the quality of work is lower and that you can learn less, you can uh, you can have less profit from from this kind of meetings. So I'm actually a big uh, a big fan of this uh, this um, activity. Um, if we actually treat it only as a temporary um, uh, tool, so. Um, To be very precise, I don't really want to spend all my life <coughs> sitting in front of computer and teaching only online. But at the time when we have actually no other solution, I think this one is pretty great one. And and we can all have great, we can all learn great things from, um, from uh, having the internet connection, actually as simple as that. Yeah, well, except of, of teaching, What else benefits you think internet gives musicians? 
Well, first of all, I have to say that I, in the last 12 months, I have spent really long hours being online on, you know, all this portals that she, nobody wants to really admit and say really uh, honestly, like, you know, we all spend hours on Facebook, on Instagram or t- on yeah, Twitter, yeah. on YouTube. I do. And I always say it very loud because I do spend hours, daily hours there, but doing actually, in my opinion, some, some, some great stuff because you can find so many great musicians, for example, like Augustin Al-Hadli, who... <laughs> who really turned the 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 um showing how to play the violin to the incredibly uh, exciting and really fantastic level of um showing everybody how he does it how he concentrates on practicing what is important for him while playing court i don't know how many episodes uh, he 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 recorded it must be like 30 40 or or even more and and i've learned so much from him just simply watching how he explains certain aspects of violin playing and then what was actually really uh really cool uh he also plays piano which i had no idea about um and then he recorded so many different pieces like a sounds rondo capriccioso introduction and rondo capriccioso uh by himself, like accompanying um, on on the piano. I mean, it, it, that was it was so inspiring. It was so for me, for example, it, when you know when I had those days when you don't want to practice, and then you see a person. Okay, he's not only playing the violin; he's he just learned all this repertory on piano, and then recorded himself, then used all those. Um, programs uh for you know putting the soundtracks and uh different uh, videos into one track and then he did all of that himself i was like oh wow this is really inspiring this is very motivating so so i i really loved those uh, those episodes nicola benedetti another great violinist she also um she showed so many um uh great aspect of everyday's life like how difficult it is for everybody to get up in the morning get a cup of coffee or a tea or whatever <laughs> open the you know the violin case and then start practicing and then how ma- how many um different things we 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 um create to take us away from the practicing process and then she she just named it and you know by just um having the like knowing that there there are people who have the same problems as as I have and just sitting at home that was that was really very uplifting for 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 my mood so those things and then also uh, so many great uh, streamings on YouTube of course the quality is not the same um you don't have the, the same experience as as you are in the, the real concert hall but guys like let's put it very out loud how many of us would ever have the possibility or opportunity to even touch this kind of things to to get to know those artists to to learn from each other to to visit all these great concert halls it's not only like uh great concert halls also um uh, opera theaters um and really just to be at home and most of that 
is even for free. So this is like if I hear somebody like complaining how how bad everything is, I'm like, okay, probably we we live in two different worlds because that's not possible that we can share the same planet Earth because obviously I'm on on different planet than somebody who's just sitting at home and complaining. So internet and being online and using all those great things that we can we can find there as you know turned turn out for me. Uh, to be one of the really most inspiring and also great thing in in the process of learning because just watching all this all these great great people sharing their stories i i really learned so much and i could really see and hear the progress of my own playing so you know what? What else could I could I have better in this in these days? Of course, I could just go and meet um, people uh, live. Yes, great. Please come back. <laughs> but it's not possible. Then, then this this time of the of, of of our of our life was really a great moment for me. I have to say. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like we talked a lot uh, here about. Uh... How how you should practice? What should you practice? How many hours? But what do you think? What except of practicing also helps violinists a lot? Well, there are a lot of I would say there are a lot of myths about practicing, and I'm very much I'm very very scared these days uh, just looking at so many um different articles or or tips that are given from great musicians because after all those months it's it it turned out that actually i have no idea about any practicing because everybody has their own um tips and their own systems of practicing and for some you know you have to practice in the morning and then others say okay practice whenever you feel you're ready to practice some people say okay you have to warm up before you practice and then like recently i read an article of uh, hilary Khan, and and she's another great example of of whatever she was posting in the social media i loved her her videos yeah. and then she she said that actually you can't warm up with etudes some scales and this kind of things because it's very easy to be injured and i'm like okay does it mean that for the last 25 years or i don't know 30 years or whatever how many how many years i've been playing the violin i did everything wrong because i've used to uh, warm up with scales and some etudes and actually i never i was never injured so at that point i have really seriously no idea what is a good practice what is a bad practice so i decided to go into another solution so just practice <laughs> practice and find out what's what works best for you so for example for me uh, everything what has to do with some changes uh, where is the best so sometimes i practice in the morning sometimes in the evening sometimes in the afternoon sometimes it's three hours sometimes it's 15 minutes sometimes i warm up with scales sometimes i don't warm up at all because if i was washing the dishes before practicing the violin my muscles are actually working pretty pretty well so why do i have to warm up again if i'm pretty warmed up or if i had if i was watching or reading a book i was not using my hands then of course i need some some good wor- uh, warm up so you know all these kind of things i think we 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 go a little bit in the wrong direction of of putting ourselves in a place that okay you have to do this that and this is good this is bad forgetting that 
once you find out what's best for you, it's actually the best thing you should carry on through your entire life. And don't forget that sometimes what works today will not be um, updated anymore <laughs> or will need to be updated in three, five, 10 or 20 years. So um, it's great to hear all the opinions, but at the end of the day, just sit quietly, talk to yourself, think and find out what is really the best solution for you, in which way you make the biggest progress and what actually makes you most happy. Because that's, I guess, the, 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 the most um, magical thing about practicing that at the end of your practice session, you should actually be happy. You should be tired. <laughs> you can uh -huh. be exhausted. You you can have all the possible tension in your body, which you actually you you should work work on later by you know stretching and exercising. But the most the most important feeling is that after you practice, no matter if it's three hours, ten minutes, or whatever, you just need to feel happy and fulfilled that what you just worked on is important for you you did your best and you made a progress even if it's a little teeny tiny progress there is a progress yeah i think it's very personally and it's uh, not only depends on individuality but also on your age because for example from my own experience i can say that i practice totally different when i was 10 years old when i was 20 years old and now you know maybe you can tell us shortly about your own career. Well, <laughs> of course, I I can, but it's it's just it's hard to start. Like um, you know, where where you see yourself as a beginning of um, of what happened in your life? Because I guess it's a it's a process. It's a process from the very first day when you just saw the violin, <laughs> or you took the violin in your hand, uh, in your hands. And I would say, like, I always repeat that this is really not, I mean, in the, in the moment where I am right now, this is really still a very long process to go. So um, I would say that, you know, many, many years ago, I had the idea that uh, my best days of my violin playing will be approximately around 40 to 45, 46 years old. <laughs> so I have still a few more to go. And I, I don't know why, but I still, I feel that in any single um, area of my playing, including my technique, my interpretation, my um um, uh, execution and reading of com composers' languages, and and um, I'm just missing one very important word, but probably it will come. It will come back. Um, uh, sensitivity of whatever you are doing. That's the the right word. I was I was looking for. I mean, it's still changing. So um, of course, you know, the feeling of how you play the instrument versus the 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 point of the career where you are at the moment sometimes doesn't match. <laughs> and and um, I 
well, I can say that the really until today, I've reached a lot of goals in terms of my career, but I'm still maybe not far away, but still a long way to go from where my uh, musical career as a musician is still aiming for. Um, therefore, I still need a lot of time for for, for learning and for um for um like every every day you it's not only about the violin but this is currently i read a lot of great books and uh, people are making fun of me because it's not a great literature but it's a it's a uh, it's a very interesting literature of different topics for example why we sleep and how much sleep do we do we need uh <laughs> through like uh, a lot of economics uh, things and how to how to um, manage your uh, financial life situation <laughs> towards right, right. Uh, towards a lot of uh, psychological or or mental practice, uh, which um, you know at the end of the day makes you a complete human being. So so that's that's a, a another long process which I've, I've just entered some some months um, ago doing it completely alone but to you know to come back where it all started i was i was i guess five or six years old i was you know poland uh, beginning of 90s was a very uh, ugly time because after um the um the communist regime was down um we didn't have as kids many options to you know what to do in our free time because like it's almost impossible to imagine but no tv no uh, internet no tablets no like all these things that that we are so much used to in our today's life i mean that didn't exist at that time so of course spending a lot of time with your friends outside and playing the ball or just i don't know riding a bike or you know this kind of simple activities that was of course exciting but for me boring and then <laughs> and then once i i I had the violin in the in the hand that you know that at that time I would say that was as exciting as probably today when somebody gives you a tablet and then shows how many possibilities you have with a tablet and you've never seen the tablet before in your life so so you know to create all these sounds and to have the violin as your your as your best friend I was I was sleeping with the violin and uh, eating with the violin we had to go shopping with the violin because the violin couldn't stay alone home because it would be crying and i once i had a great idea even to go shower with the violin but my mom oh, yeah. took the violin in the last moment <laughs> otherwise i would just put the violin in the shower so that you know we, i have a company so that was a really a biggest love of my life as a kid and the best toy i could i could have so i kind of keep it until today the same the same way <laughs> and also have the violin almost all the time with me even if even if I don't really open the violin case every single day which I have to admit is as as simple as that because not every single day I have time for this or simply a wish to play because there are days when I just need to have a rest um, but the violin is always next to me and I think this way Going to all the competitions in the early age um, was not a very stressful experience for me. 
but was but was the possibility to play for people to meet new people to show you know how i practice my attitude number five and now everybody can congratulate me on on uh, on my playing and uh, you know life was in a way much more simple back then than it is right now and of course the big big breakthrough came with the vinyavsky competition which was 2006 in poznan which completely changed uh, my life in terms of uh, uh, being recognized as a, as a young violinist. Uh, of course, to the very big extent in Poland, in my home country, but also abroad. Um, so, so that opened a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities. But at the same time, I knew this is a kind of a point zero. So this is where you actually start, not where you just end it. <laughs> so <laughs> another new beginning was created for me. I mean, I, I've created this, this beginning in 2006 when, when I won the competition. But then also some important decisions has been taken before like i decided to leave poland to go to study to germany to hanover uh, with uh, professor krzysztof wengen which was actually one of the greatest decisions i i could ever uh, take in my life so sometimes you know you you aim for uh, for uh, something incredible to happen in your life but but decision to go to study to some professor or some teacher or some place is one of the most um, important and uh, uh, big decision that matters really matters in your in your life of course you can always change if that was not a good choice but it's better not to lose this precious time to find a teacher that suits you uh, by you know going from a team one into another one um, but yeah, and then, so that was 2004 and I was, after two years of studying in, in, in Germany with Professor Vengen, the Wieniawski competition happened. And then since then, I was also very lucky to work with great artists like uh, Anna-Sophie Mutter, Maxim Wengerov, um, Gidon Kreme, Yuri Bashmet, Misha Maisky, um, uh, Christian Zimmermann, Marta Argerich. So I, I always loved chamber music and that was all my always great, great, great uh, dream to play chamber music with, with great people. Actually more than playing as a soloist with with great orchestras because this is this is pretty much egoistic like you you just dress with the most beautiful dress you go in front of the um the big uh, audience and even if you have a great ensemble in in your back and then the great conductor this is a very um short moment of your life the rehearsal process is very limited you just have one or maximum two rehearsals then a concert and then everybody say thank you and go home <laughs> and chamber music gives another level of communication so i would say my my career uh turned much more into into a chamber music experience in terms of meeting great artists rather than to have a very well um, designed solistic solistic career which was never actually the most important goal of my life and probably that's why I never really uh, aimed for it and really really dreamed of it and well, I, I can't say it never happened because I've played with great orchestras and great conductors, but that was not on my on the highest um, the place on my priority list. That's for for that's for sure. So you prefer more chamber music 
in a way, yes. Um, of course, a great orchestra is actually very much like a cha- playing chamber music because you 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 feel all the musicians. It's not like you play with with I don't know with flutes, but you just you just feel every single musician with their sound, with their um, uh, um, well. I'm again, I'm missing the word with their personality personality and uh how they interpret um different different solos so this is actually very very much exciting but playing chamber music um gives you the opportunity to go much deeper into the into the uh score because obviously we have much more time for rehearsal we have less people to discuss things and well, this is a very, uh, very controversial thing. What I'll, I'll say, but I'm I'm pretty sure that chamber music literature is much better than just solistic <laughs> repertory. I mean, as much as I love the Beethoven Violin Concerto, Tchaikovsky, Sibelius, Mendelssohn, all those great master works. I mean, you know, there are 16 string quartets by Beethoven, which are Every single is a masterpiece. Go and spend your life to study this music because that will that will bring so much more to to your to you as a as an artist rather than just master another scale in another concerto. I mean, this is I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but for for me, at some point of my life, that turned out to be quite boring, quite a repetitive thing. Maybe not boring is not the right word, but you repeat and repeat and repeat a certain certain things all all over again. Of course, every time you can find something, something slightly uh, different, but it's limited. It's it's really limited, and it's also limited in terms of going to the rehearsal of the orchestra and working with the conductor. You, you don't really have that much time, but with chamber music, this, that opens so much more possibilities, and then you really feel like you are. You're creating something. You're the artist. You're at the same level at the, as the composer. So you you know you can turn every single piece into all different directions with your with your musician, especially in a string quartet. So this is this is another level of uh, actually I would say another. I don't want to say a job because it's not the, it's not a job, but, but it's another uh, profession. Or maybe this is better word. Yeah. So it's an, an it's another profession of of being a. Uh, a violinist. Thank you for listening to the first episode with Agata Simczewska. Continue listening us in the next episode in one week.